0: Hello, I'm Barrister Daniel Barnett. Welcome to episode 24 of Employment Law Matters. Today we're going to be discussing what to do if you receive a tribunal claim, although I can probably encapsulate the next 10 minutes in five words. Don't ignore the claim form. But two quick things first. First of all, I'm incredibly proud to announce that my chamber's Alta Temple Chambers, was awarded the Accolade of Employment Law Chambers of the Year at the UK Bar Awards last month. Thank you to all our clients, our amazing staff, and the incredible group of barristers we have here. Second, a big thank you to my favourite reviewer of the week on Apple Podcasts, Kev HR Guru. Kev HR Guru said, Amazing Podcasts, Love getting the updates and insight while driving to my HR challenges. Thanks, Daniel, for keeping us out the tribunal. Thanks, Kev HR Guru. And if you send your real name and address to podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk, we'll send you a copy of my book on employee investigations as a thank you. Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Employment Tribunal Claim Form lands on your desk what's the first thing you do? Well, it's not panic. Here's a short checklist of the initial steps you should take. Number one, diarise the response deadline. This is really, really important. A failure to submit your ET3, your response form, by the deadline can lead to judgment being entered in your absence. You've got 28 days from the date the ET3 was sent to you to submit your response, and the covering letter with the ET1, the claim form, always sets out the expiry date. If you think you've got a good reason for being unable to comply with the deadline, apply to the tribunal, write a letter to the tribunal asking for an extension of time with reasons, but make sure you do it before the deadline expires, not after. Number two. Sometimes you'll be sent case management directions or hearing dates with the notice of claim. Make sure you diarise those also. It's really important to make sure you're compliant with tribunal orders. Number three. Check the claimant has commenced and completed ACAS early conciliation. Number four. Check whether the claims have been brought in time. The time limit with most claims is that the employee has to notify ACAS of their intention to bring a claim within three months, and then they get a little bit longer to actually put in their claim form. Number five, establish whether the claimant satisfies the eligibility criteria. For example, in unfair dismissal claims, do they have two years service? Number six, gather information and documentation, Speak to the necessary people to find out what happened and thus what needs to go in your tribunal response form. And number seven, you need to decide whether or not you want to instruct a solicitor or a barrister. You might be experienced in the tribunal and feel comfortable completing the response form yourself. But if you feel out of your depth, get yourself a good employment lawyer. The response deadline should be your main focus when you receive a tribunal claim form. The employer has to lodge its response within 28 days of the date the tribunal sent the claim form and the response form to you. How do we calculate this? Well, the 28 days doesn't include the day it was sent. So, if the claim form was sent to you on the 1st of October, the deadline is the 29th of October. As I mentioned, the tribunal always specifies the deadline for receiving the response in its cover letter. You can also apply for an extension of time to lodge your response. If the response is lodged outside the 28-day time limit, it's rejected unless you've also made an application to extend the time limit. And in that case, the tribunal will consider your application to extend before accepting or rejecting the response. But it's always better to apply for an extension of time before the time limit expires as opposed to after. If you're late with the response form, then until and unless an extension of time is granted you can only be involved in the proceedings as much as the tribunal will allow. And that could mean not at all. And it's called being debarred. Worse still, a tribunal can enter default judgment against you if no response is received or if it's late. Default judgment means the employee succeeds in their claim because it hasn't been defended. So do not leave things to the last minute. Diarise deadlines carefully. And make sure you've got the right people around to provide the evidence you need to put together the employer's response within the time limit. Don't delay applying for an extension if you need one. 28 days will fly by. If you need an extension of time, how do you do it? Well, it's not complicated. You need to write to the tribunal and copy your letter to the employee. Email is fine, by the way. The letter has to set out the reason why you're asking for more time, and say whether you're requesting a hearing. If the application's made within the original 28-day time limit, that's all that needs doing. If it's outside the 28 days, you should attach a copy of the proposed response form, or explain why it's not been possible to provide a copy of it. The employee then has the chance to object to the application. Normally, an employment judge will make a decision without a hearing. And if your application to extend time is successful, any judgment rejecting your response or any default judgment will be set aside and the tribunal process continues as normal. Let's have a little think about time limits. It's important to know when a claim is lodged late, because then you can raise objections or ask for it to be struck out. Most employment law claims, including unfair dismissal, unlawful deduction from wages, and discrimination, have to be brought within three months of the alleged unfair act. There are extensions to do with ACAS early conciliation, which make this a little bit more complicated. The three month period is called the limitation period because it limits the jurisdiction of the employment tribunal to claims brought within a specific period of time. Knowing how to correctly calculate this date is vital. I've seen even experienced lawyers calculate deadlines inaccurately. So it's not something to be taken lightly. Now, in episode six of Employment Law Matters, this podcast, I spoke about time limits in unfair dismissal cases. I'm not going to give a lot of detail about time limits because you can go back and listen to episode six if you like. I'm just going to give you a really quick summary using unfair dismissal as an example. Section 111 of the Employment Rights Act says the time limit for bringing an unfair dismissal claim is before the end of the period of three months beginning with the effective date of termination. That means that time starts to run on the last day of employment, not the day after, which is a common mistake people make. In order to calculate the deadline correctly, you need to find the corresponding date three months later and then go back one day. The easiest way to do that is just to add three months and knock off a number. If the last day of employment is the 15th of December, go forward three months, 15th of March, and knock off a day, 14th of March. The limitation period, subject to what I'm about to come on to, would expire on the 14th of March. 14th of March is the last day when your ex-employee can lodge an unfair dismissal claim, and if they lodge it on the 15th of March, it's too late. The limitation period can be affected by three things the deadline falling on a non-working day, mandatory ACAS early conciliation, which stops the clock for a period of time, and the ability of the employment tribunal to extend time in certain limited circumstances. Now, if you're like me and find the subject of employment tribunal time limits. Fascinating. You can get hold of a little book I've written on it. It goes free to all members of the HR Inner Circle at www.hrinnercircle.co.uk. Have a look at the website. If you decide to join, we've got mostly HR people, which is obvious from the name, also some lawyers. If you decide to join, when you fill in the sign-up form, there's a question that says, how did you hear about the HR Inner Circle? If you put time limits Podcast in there, I'll send you a copy of my book on employment tribunal time limits as a welcome gift. That's hrinnercircle.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't subscribe to these podcasts, please do. You can subscribe through your favourite podcast player, or you can go to danielbarnett.co.uk slash podcast to get a list of links that will help you sign up on iTunes, Spotify and a whole host of other different podcast players. If you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. And every week, as you know, I pick one review, give the author a shout out and send them a copy of my Employee Investigations book as a thank you. And to you, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I'll speak to you again when the next episode comes out next tuesday which is christmas eve by the way so what better way could there possibly be to spend your christmas break than listening to another episode of employment law matters thank you for listening goodbye any information on this podcast is for general guidance only always seek legal advice please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms